Welcome to Grief Recovery Now podcast. I'm your host, Charlene Gorzella, your grief recovery specialist. This podcast is being produced just for you, someone who has been challenged and heartbroken over a significant and devastating loss, death, divorce, sudden life change, or the many other ways we experience grief. You will be taken on a conversational journey with me and some special guests who have come out the other side of grief and committed to small, powerful, and courageous steps that made all the difference in their lives for the better. I want to instill in you on what is possible, that joy, hope, peace, and happiness is closer than you think. While your life is forever changed, you can have a beautiful new outlook on your relationships and loss with a sense of completion that goes deep in your soul. Ready, set, now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. This is Charlene Gorzella, your host for Grief Recovery Now podcast. So happy you're with us today. This is an important podcast I want to do today. It's my standalone podcast. I have no guests today. It's one of those inspired podcasts that I wanted to do myself because it feels so sacred to me. First of all, I want to welcome all of you who are here today, all our listeners. You are so important to us. What I've noticed in the first season, I was so unexpected because our podcast is all over the world. I saw we were in the United States at so many states that I don't know a soul at. And then we're in Ireland, we're in Canada, we're in Amsterdam, and so many other countries. It just blows my mind. So thank you so much. Please spread the word. We're getting such great response from people, and I know we are on the right track. And every time we get a good review or rating, it helps me keep going and know that I am on the right track for you and the grievers. Whether you're listening to this podcast, you're in extreme grief, or just want to explore what grief is and something just is not quite right in your life, and you're having some memory of some things, some shoulda, coulda, wouldas, whether from a death from long ago, or something just recent, or something a couple of years ago. It could be COVID, some quick changes in life and endings in life is happening. I'm here to educate about grief recovery and what that really means. It's not just about death, even though today on our podcast, we will be talking about death. I'm going to read something from a death doula, and she's a ritual healer, just a beautiful writer. So I'll I'll be talking about that later. But first of all, the reading today will be about expected death. And if you know my story, I've had parents who died right away. My dad died when I was 16. And I got a phone call. Dad died. He was healthy as can be. He was on vacation fishing in Wisconsin. And then a few years later, when I was 29, my mother died. And I got a phone call from my sister and said, mom died. And so never expected in a million years. What was weird, like the the year before the Christmas before, we had a family party, a Christmas party. And my mother and my grandfather were there. My mother's talking in the kitchen and my grandfather was getting old. You know, he's in his mid eighties, late eighties. And to me, that's not old, but she was talking about his death. She told us sort of whispered, grandpa probably won't be here next year, meaning implying that he'll be dead. But what happened that this next December, 
December 10th, my mother passed away unexpectedly. So you never know. But what we're talking about today is, is expected death. And the only people that I know that were so close to me, not even people, were my animals. I had some cats that had died and I knew they were sick. So I got to see the dying process with them and I got to be part of the transition team to their transition. But the one that got me the most was my dog, Joey. He was my soul dog. He was a dog that I loved so much. I never had any children. So he was like a son to me. If he was human, I would want to be at his college graduation. I'd be wanting to walk him down the aisle. That's how much I loved him. I wish he was human because I've never had such a connection to something that was part of my intimate family. I was married, divorced, and I got Joey after that. And I always thought maybe I'd have children, even though I never had that burning desire to have my own child biologically. I thought maybe I'd ad adopt. But when I found Joey on the street, there was like this instant connection. And I had him for about seven years before he died of lymphoma. When I got the lymphoma diagnosis for Joey, he had it for two years. They told me right when they diagnosed him with lymphoma that it was a death sentence. Dogs do not survive lymphoma. So be prepared. He may not have that long. So I did everything I could. I did chemo. I had a friend of mine ask me, well, what's your limit? Because it was getting expensive and he was an 85 pound dog and we had to do it every week. And then subsequent, after a year, you do it once a month. Well, I felt a deeper love knowing that there's this, I had an expectation that he will not be, his time is limited and he was going to die. Was there a little twinkle of maybe he'll beat this? Yes. But after a year of doing chemo with him, he went out of remission. And I started chemo again, and then he was starting to look horrible. So I got more holistic. So I ended up having him for about two years through this diagnosis. But what happened was I experienced such a deeper love for this animal. I don't know if any of you have gone through it where you had expected death or a diagnosis that there was a limited time on the planet and in the physical body of either an animal or a human beloved or even an unloved one. And I tell you, I looked at every single inch of him, his eyes. I looked at him in a whole different way. I never knew I would have such a deeper love or an experience of such a deep love. It was profound to me. But then he started going outside at night and not wanting to come in the house. He started separating from me. And I heard that that is what happens with animals. They'll separate from you when their time is coming. And Joey was like the comeback kid. One minute, I think he's going to die. And the next minute, he's barking at the mailman or he's eating again. So it was a roller coaster. Someone told me once, you'll know when the time is if you have to use measures to let him go in a humane way. Well, that time came. And I decided to make it very sacred. And so what I did, because I had the money, I called Vet 911 and asked them to come and help me transition Joey to his greater yet to be, I call it. 
and to get him out of his pain. I was his advocate. I was his mother and I loved him more than anything. He was my intimate family. And it was such a sacred time that I didn't rush it. I just stayed in the moment. I asked them and when they came, the doctor, the vet, if they can go in the other room and let me spend time with Joey. We looked into each other's eyes in such a beautiful way. It was like soul to soul, spirit to spirit. And he knew I cared about him so much and that I was doing the highest, doing for his highest good. So I asked the vet to come in probably in in 15, 20 minutes before she came in. I just told him how much I loved him. One time at at a point I was guilty because I thought I didn't take him out enough for walks and all that. I thought of the things I didn't do for him. I told him, I'm so sorry I didn't. And I apologize. I talked about our connection. I talked about how much I loved him and that I'm releasing him because I think he stayed around longer because he didn't want to let me go or I wasn't ready to let him go yet. And so I made it the most sacred experience. So when they came in to finally do it, I felt complete. And the reason why I'm talking about this today is because this podcast is called Grief Recovery Now, and I'm a grief recovery specialist. I believe in the recovery portion of grief. We have our time of deep grieving and just being where we are. And we can do recovery and grieve at the same time. But recovery means that we get complete from the incompleteness. We get resolved from the unresolved. And so if you have someone who's in the dying process, it's the most natural thing in the world and the most sacred and horrible thing. Be in present for both. That's what I've asked of you. And that's what I'm going to read this today. I posted it on my Facebook private group. The Facebook private group is called Grief Recovery Now. It's a private group. So please write it down and come join us. It's by invitation, not invitation, but if you want to join, I have to approve you. But please come. It's a beautiful group, very private, very beautiful. You could share and you're, you're uh, among a group of peers who really care and want to share. So you're welcome to join us. People had such a great response. I thought I would share it with you today. So it was written by a death doula. So I'm going to read this and I'll give you her name afterwards. It's called Expected Death. When someone dies, the first thing to do is nothing. Don't run out and call the nurse. Don't pick up the phone. Take a deep breath and be present to the magnitude of the moment. There's a grace in being at the bedside of someone you love as they make their transition out of this world. At the moment they take their last breath, there's an incredible sacredness in the space. The veil between the worlds opens. We're so unprepared and untrained how to deal with death that sometimes a kind of panic sets in. He's dead. She's dead. They're dead. However you respond in a panic. Just remember, we knew they were going to die. So their being dead is not a surprise. It's not a problem to be solved. Again, it's not a problem to be solved. It's very sad, but it's not cause to panic. If anything, their death is caused to take a deep breath, to stop and be really present to what's happening. If you're at home, maybe put on a kettle, 
and make a cup of tea. Sit at the bedside and just be present for the experience in the room. What's happening for you? What might be happening for them? What other presences are there or here that might be supporting them on their way? Tune into all the beauty and the magic. Pausing gives your soul a chance to adjust because no matter how prepared we are, death is still a shock. If we kick right into do mode and call 911 or call the hospice, we never get a chance to absorb the enormity of the event. Give yourself five or 10 minutes or 15 minutes just to be. You'll never get that back again if you don't take it now. After that, do the smallest thing you can. Call the one person that needs to be called. Engage in whatever systems need to be engaged, but engage them at the very most minimal level. Move really, really, really slowly because this is a period where it's easy for body and soul to be separated. Our bodies can gallop forward, but sometimes our souls haven't caught up. If you have an opportunity to be quiet and be present, take it. Accept and acclimatize and adjust to what's happening. Then as the train starts rolling and all the things that happen after death kick in, you'll be prepared. You won't get a chance to catch your breath later on. You need to do it now. Being present in the moments after a death is an incredible gift to yourself. It's a gift to the people you're with. And it's a gift to the person who died. They're just a hair's breath away. They're just starting a new journey in the world without a body. If you keep a calm space around your body and their body in the room, they're launched in a more beautiful way. It's a service to both sides of the veil. I hope you enjoyed this. This was so beautifully written by Sarah Kerr. She's a ritual healing practitioner and a death doula. Her credits will be there. If you want to join Grief Recovery Now, private Facebook group, you can find it there. I'll have all the links to all of it in the notes on this podcast. I'm so happy that you listened today. I just felt compelled to share this. And this could be for anything, animals, a frog, a cat, a bird, whatever. Use your own personalized feelings for it. But most of all, no matter where you are spiritually, religiously, non-religiously, non-spiritually, just take this time for you. What's for your highest good is the highest good for all around you. And most importantly, to the person who has died. Many people, when I've talked to hospice workers, the family is not prepared. Get prepared, get complete, get resolved not just for this relationship, but even relationships before. So you're really, really present with the death before they transition on and die. Tell them what they mean to you or for anything that you need to apologize for. You know, express some significant events that you remember. Ask for their forgiveness. And remember, even if you're with a unloved one through this process, Remember that forgiveness is not condoning. Forgiveness is for your highest good. So you can live in a clear, beautiful way. 
Condoning means you condone the behavior. So please don't confuse the two. And on that note, I'm so grateful to have the opportunity and the desire and the passion and sense of purpose of doing grief recovery now and this podcast and being a grief recovery specialist, that it is an honor for anyone who's listening, especially you who's hearing these words right now. I hope you enjoy it. We are on all the podcast platforms. I am here to serve. I do a a grief recovery method, which is an evidence-based program. And it's an educational program with therapeutic approaches. We do one-on-ones. It's one session a week for seven weeks. And then we also do groups that will be eight weeks. It's just an awesome program. I'm doing it because I did it. And I just saw the changes, profound changes in my life. My life has never been the same. So have a good one. I'll see you next time. And for the next podcast of Grief Recovery Now, peace and love. And you don't have to do this alone. Bye. Thank you for joining our Grief Recovery Now journey. Like what you heard? It would be the biggest compliment to our mission if you would please subscribe, rate, and review Grief Recovery Now on Apple Podcasts. And we'll keep you posted on our next podcast. If you don't have Apple, we are also on Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms. Also, please join our private Facebook group, Grief Recovery Now. And if you are in need of any personal attention, please contact me with the link on this podcast page, which is griefrecoverymethod.com forward slash GRMS forward slash Charlene dash Gorzella. It would be an honor to hear from you.